Greetings and salutations. Welcome to For Love of Words. I am Marlene Kiesler. And I am Cindy Goff McKeever, and we are the, the Vibrational Transformers, Transformers, changing lives one syllable at a time. Hello, Cindy. Hi, Marlene. Here to talk about the word momentum. Which brings a really beautiful opportunity to talk about why we chant OM, beginning and ending of each podcast and the power of that can sound a little goofy if you're not used to chanting, to hear two ladies chanting OM on the <laughs> podcast. And it's always different. But that OM point, or the moment OM, mo the moment and the OM, the creation point, is the origination point. We talked about that in our first podcast in Word, but about the power of OM. So right now, immerse yourself in the, the momentum of the OM, the creation point. I was going to say that sound of the, what do you call that? It's called a shang. The sound of the shang had its own momentum. It does. And that's a sound healing instrument that has a very powerful uh, vibrational sound. So when we strike the, the shang with saying that word, the vibration, the momentum of the shang and the word moves through time and space into you to be received and to transform. So what we do even to begin the podcast is to help you deepen in the relationship with all that you are and more. Well, it's interesting because when I think of the word momentum, I think of now. But now just reflecting on why would I think now? Because it's really about movement, right? Momentum is about movement. So it's so fascinating because the truest sense of now is life in flow. It's so beautiful. I'm so excited. I I'm going to try and talk slower. <laughs> and I'm going to try to talk faster. We'll see how we do. You can email us and let us know how Marlene and Cindy did. But I'm very enthusiastic about this podcast. I feel a lot of vibration and movement in my body because of the paradox of that. Like thinking that now is a fixed state when it's not, it's actually the infinite moving in existence is this, this word just brings the excitement of the whole point of creation to move, to experience. But the paradox is you experience it in the present moment. There is no past and there is no future. There's only a series of past nows and future nows, but there's only now, and it is alive. That's the sign of truth with a capital T, is it's always paradoxical. Well, I say it's always paradoxical, and I have to be careful about that, because is there anything that is absolute? However, I have always discovered that when you find a truth with a capital T, you have a paradox. This past week, I was on retreat at the um, Mayhair Spiritual Center in South Carolina. 
in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, to be exact. And I was with a lot of people. I wouldn't normally be, but there was a happening. Something was uh, significant was happening. And so I was with a lot of people, and I was trying to explain to one person about that paradox. And he kept saying, well, give me an example. Give me an example. And uh, do you think I could think of an example (laughs) right then? No. But this podcast is full as we were preparing full of a lot of examples of the paradox that exists in truth. So that's beautiful of the now. There's that quote that you read too recently from Meher Baba that said something about finding yourself is so infinitely hard because it's so infinitely easy. (laughs) (laughs) So know that it's hard to know yourself because it's so easy because you've always been you. It's the whole Wizard of Oz, Dorothy, you know, click your heels. You always had home within you. Isn't that something? I love that. By the way, I love that in that new book that you gave me. I saw she has a lot of um, quotes from TV shows. What is it? Think and Grow Rich? Thank and Grow Rich. Thank, it's, it's a parody thank. on Thank and Grow oh, Rich. Oh, that's right. <laughs> or Think and Grow Rich. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's my new favorite book. I mean, those that know me and have listened to this podcast as well know that I have a new favorite thing all the time. That's my personality. And this book, Thank and Grow Rich. Did By you Cam Grout. And I was just breathing slow to slow, slow down. And then you breathe, you talked fast. That's so good. <laughs> um, is It's a beautiful, exciting, interactive, inspiring book about how to live in ferocious gratitude. She calls it the extreme sport of gratitude and that you wake up every day. And I've been doing this and it's been amazing saying, you know, just with such gratitude about the amazingly awesome, magical things that are going to happen today. That's how you start your day, your very first thought. And then you track them during the day and you note them. It's amazing. Can you feel that in your belly? It's so feels so um, effervescent and rich to imagine that, the wonderful, magical things that happen all of the time in life. And today, too. Like, if you, from the perspective of where you're sitting right now, think of your day up until this point, the amazingly awesome, wonderful things that have happened. And then tomorrow morning, do this for a while. Try this. Get the book, first of all. I mean, it's just fabulous. And try what she says to do, like the first thought in your day, just being immersed. She calls it the field of infinite possibilities. You know, FP for short. Immerse yourself in that. Don't cut off with complaining and this and not even thinking about it. Immerse yourself in it. It's like, oh, my God. And I've been thinking, see how fast I'm talking? I'm going to take a deep breath. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I'm starting. (laughs) <laughs> so good. But I, I'm going to have to talk fast. When I was in seventh grade and we would go on field trips like to Great Adventure, that's how I've been pretending every morning is. Like today I get to go to Great Adventure for my field trip. <laughs> and you knew amazingly wonderful things are going to happen. You're going to go on roller coasters. You're going to go on the Gravitron. You're going to puke on your friend. You were going to get cotton candy. You were going to like some boy and maybe sit on, next to him on the Tunnel of Love. I mean, it was just amazing. So I've been trying to like do that in the morning. Like, ugh. It's like the greatest field trip in the field of infinite possibilities. And the most amazing things are happening daily. I've had a team of men at my house around the clock since I started this doing projects, taking away trees that have fallen, mulching things, fixing things that I haven't even asked for. Uh, That's just the small part of the amazing things that happen. But there's an energy pulsating from my house right now. Well, 
I think it's everywhere, even in that energy. I, I haven't started to read the book, but I've been having a lot of amazing things happen, momentous things happening. And speaking of momentum, we're, we are on such a momentum of excitement that we haven't even gotten to the definition of the words yet. So <laughs> I think we should. No, it's so exciting. Let's go to the... Let's that's a, go sure, to that's the, a good thing. Let's do a definition. Yes. We could do it, and we would do it now. The impetus gained by a moving object. The vehicle gained momentum as the road dipped. So it's a, an impetus force. And I love gained by a moving object. And to think that a moving object is just when your body's moving, imagine how much movement is happening in your body right now. It's impossible to be alive. Even a dead body has moving things as it decomposes. But for the sake right now, it's impossible not to be a moving body. So to know what impetus is gained by a moving object. And because this is known more from the physics term, uh, there's a definition of it you can find most from um, the physics sense, right? So that's the earthly sense and the scientific sense. But with different aspects of science, there's different aspects of this, m of the object that um, moves things, which, by the way, it would just mean that everything's in relationship. It you is. know how we're always saying that? It's in relationship. Well, the Wikipedia gives the really good definition about different types of momentum from the field of physics, quantum mechanics. Um, Marlene and I, we were talking earlier about what's quantum mechanics. I'm like, it's really cool. <laughs> I'm not quite sure, but I've read some books about it. I think that physics... I was excited about it when I was in high school. I'm excited about it now. We have a friend who's a physics teacher. But the, the, the many different types of momentum, like linear momentum, angular momentum, translational momentum, momentum from disambigu... I can't even say the word. I love this word. You say it. Disambiguation. There's, it's not ambiguous. There's no question about which direction it's taking, which, by the way, in life, I, I've always said that about children, in raising children, if you are ambiguous, they will go for the juggler. <laughs> and they do, because they're Zen masters at that, you know. <laughs> They'll just meet you. If you are not firm and sure of what you are saying with them, they'll take that that uh, indecisiveness, and they will take it in their favor of their lower self and getting their wants met. <laughs> Which does not serve them to get in that vein of getting their wants met. <clears throat> Excuse me, because that getting what you want sets you up for a craving cycle of agitation where you don't really know what you need and what you long for. And having guidance, especially as a child, but also as an adult at any age of life, is such a gift to the soul, to have guidance, to be able to know what's needed. And I used to say with children, with parents too, I still say, your child will poop on the potty when you've had enough of them pooping their pants. 
Your child will sleep through the night when you're not so distressed about it and going in every five minutes. It's kind of blasphemy to some of the attachment parenting kind of modalities, but there's a truth in that that you as an adult set an authority and an energy that they can then follow and feel secure in. So a lot of that has to do with what real security is, you know, that there's guidance, that there's a moving force that can direct dis- without ambiguation, without ambiguity. So I'm going back to the physics definition again. The quantity of motion of a moving body measured as a product of its mass and velocity. So again, it's in relationship with other things, movement. So any of our movement, and to talk about movement, we also have to talk about stuckness, because that would be the other side of movement. It's so fascinating. I'm, I have heard this name in my head five times since we began the podcast, and I'm going to call on him, his energy now on the other side is Stephen Hawking, who recently passed. He did? I didn't realize he passed. He did, like a week or two ago. Oh, thank you for telling me. Yes, but I've been feeling him in this. And isn't that amazing that we could have Stephen Hawking's right here with us, the energy of that? You know, we're not going to understand it or be able to express it from that level, but there are just beings on the planet and beyond that we're able to interface in this way to bring us this kind of knowledge that we're even reading about. Special relativity is in the definition. Um, the symmetries of space and time. So when you talk about mass and velocity, I'm thinking space and time, you know, and the relationship between that velocity and and time and space and all of that. And what a wonder it is. It is a wonder because you can experience space and time very differently depending on where you are in the moment. And that's right here in the definition from Wikipedia. Momentum depends on the frame of reference. On your frame of reference. But when you're in a closed system, the total linear momentum does not change. So this healing podcast series and the, and the, the healing path that you're on, that we're on right now, is about opening up the system, expanding your frame of reference for your body, your mind, your spirit, your life, and others, so that you can live in that field of infinite possibilities and start creating momentum consciously with more and more consciousness for the pure joy of it. It sounds like it's the secret to changing. You know, we have one more aspect of you want change. This is a clue in how to get change. Find your momentum Find your relationship and do it in an open system, being willing to let others in, be willing to let the world in. And let Sir Isaac Newton in right now, because I'm going to read. <laughs> I was calling him to calling Sir Isaac Newton. We've got Stephen Hawking's here, Albert Einstein. I'd like he liked it. Let's come on down. You're the next contestant on helping Marlene and Cindy with uh, physics. Um, he His second law of motion states that a body's rate of change in momentum is equal to the net force acting on it. I'm going to read that again. The, Newton's second law of motion states that a body's rate of change in momentum 
is equal to the net force acting on it. So what are you bringing to your change? When I read that at first, I thought, oh, that's our motivation. So what level of motivation are we bringing to this situation that we want to change? And I'll tell you, it's not that easy um, because sometimes a lot of debris, if you have a lot of uh, gunk stuff mixed in with what you want to change, and most likely you do because what you want to change isn't working for you, and the reason why it isn't working for you is because it's more stuck, it doesn't have a lot of freedom to it, which means it has a lot of stuff and a lot of garbage attached to it. So that motivation is difficult to be a strong net force to help you move until you clear it out. So like my weight issue, I am always doing work and clearing out more. So I haven't lost all those pounds yet, but it's because I have a lot of debris caught up in that. A lot of uh, the way my ancestors have lived, the way I grew up in my family, the way that I have managed my life in the world. So all of that I have been dismantling, taking apart, excavating. I love that word. Sometimes I have to get in there and excavate some of this stuff and let it see the light, let it be absorbed. And that will eventually make the net force stronger. Breathe that in. That that excavating and that knowing yourself and, and, and with a lot of willingness and a spirit of discovery, looking at your ancestors, your lifetime without the shame or the, or even the, I have to change the shoulds, it should be different just to go through that process of uncovering your true nature, your true essence. And the service, Marlene, I could feel so strongly the service to humanity that we serve when we willingly do that. Not just our ancestral lineage. You know, I've talked about that before. The ancestral lineage of the Italian woman is like, first you're beautiful <laughs> and you're gorgeous and all the men want you and get married and you have lots of sex. But then you have babies and you get bigger <laughs> and you quickly become overweight and you just serve behind the scenes and your husband has affairs, but you know it, but you never, never ever change anything. Well, because you're always feeding then, right? It's always the feeding. 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 And that's love then. It's eating and, and feeding. And you eat. the women would eat behind and the men would eat out front. And until you become this woman that is short, you, you shrink a whole foot, I think, Italian women too. <laughs> and I started out short. <laughs> sure, sure. Marlene is two foot three right now. <laughs> Not your immense. But you, they wear black. You know, Italian women wear black. They're crippled up with arthritis and they die big and whatever. I'm like, we are healing that. Thank you for the opportunity to do that. So an Italian woman that knows the joie de vivre, now I'm speaking French, and the life force and the sexuality and the sensuality of food and experience and children and family can live a full, rich life without being a victim to it. Like that at the end, I didn't deserve that, that great, beautiful love. And I think Sophia Loren is an example of, a, of an Italian woman that has gone into 70s and 80s still you know, she's not short, big, and wearing black. I mean, she's still spectacular. 
So we're going for spectacular. Not that round, round is lovely. I mean, I had this roommate in law school. I loved her so much. She was a bigger woman and she would say, Cindy, only a dog wants a bone. (laughs) 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 Only a dog wants a bone. Well, you know, that's a part of my set point as well. Um, Because when I see people and they're too skinny, it's like they're too skinny. And they aren't even that skinny. But people can get too skinny. Like there's nothing there. So I have to work with that, um, how I have maybe accentuated that, Mm. right? So I'm a woman of substance. Isn't that a store in Maine (laughs) we've shopped at before? (laughs) The women of size called women of substance. Well, and that for the thinner people, too, I used to say in my head, oh, God, she needs a cookie. Someone give that woman a cookie. (laughs) Like every supermodel I see, I just want to hand out oatmeal, raisin, and chocolate chip cookies to all of them. You need a cookie. Be much happier. But I don't know that that's true. I mean, I don't know that it's related to that. It's it's you inhabiting your body as you long to inhabit it. You know, however that is, is, is just what's needed. But to be really thin, they've got stuff to clear out, too, when you're really thin. Or super, super fit. You know, whatever it is that becomes an obsession to prove that you're lovable and safe will is never sustainable. The momentum will have to be circumvented or destroyed when it's not coming from wholeness. Everything built from that premise will lose momentum because it's a closed system. You're not in the field of infinite possibilities then. You're in should, limits, you know, rule-bound. Which is interesting because I was introduced more consciously to the idea of a set point. I went to um, an acupuncturist when I was in Myrtle Beach last week, and she's a very dear friend. And the issue of my weight came up, and she said, you know, you have a set point of comfort. Your body is comfortable at your weight. So to lose weight is going to be very difficult because you have a set point of comfort. So I've been ruminating and um, thinking about that, you know, and developing that whole concept because it's a thing. It's a it's a, a, like a law of being human that we have set points of comfort. So it's hard to move from that. Yes, because I think how you you were talking about the limitations that we live in, and I was thinking that's one limitation that is set in comfort. So in in something that we feel good about, right? I mean, comforting is you feel good when you're comfortable. You're able to have that comfort. Well, and know your, I'm feeling knowing your limitations from that point, because having a body that's smaller now, I'm not entirely comfortable from the mindset. Like I, I have done this work and I've done a lot of affirmations resetting my point, as well as the, the work that I've done with movement and exercise and healing, that I'm a healthy 152-ish pounds. Like I've said that over and over again, but when I move my body sometimes, I was just recently in Colorado and hiking in the the Rockies. And when I say hiking, it's Cindy style hiking. I mean, it wasn't rock cliffs or anything, but I was surprised by how my body was moving and I felt a little unsure of myself. 
in the sense that I wouldn't have done that before. I wouldn't have walked that way. I wouldn't have gone up that way. And I'm going up that way. And there's this sense of a little bit of an abyss-like feeling, not a comfortable feeling, because I knew my limitations. I knew what I couldn't do. I don't know what I can't do now. In that field of infinite possibilities, I don't know what I can't do on any level of my life. And it, at times, is crippling, terrifying, exciting, momentum-filled, and it is no game for the faint-hearted or weak. I mean, that you it's about love moving forward. And thank God for the support I have in my life for that, this living in that field. Well, that's right, because when you get out of that comfort point, you have to work hard. And that work hard means from an emotional state, you have to breathe and know that you are okay, that it's okay to do something different. It's okay to be uncomfortable, to experience something new. As you speak, though, that reminds me, uh, I have another tool now, because I used to be that hiker, you know, when I was thinner, when I was younger, and I would climb mountains, and I would do all kinds of uh, hiking and everything. So I have to get back to that comfort point with my body. That's so beautiful. You had that, and I'm just learning it. Mm -hmm. Because I've really had body issues, and not just weight, but body issues from pain and restricted movement since I was very, you know, young, like teens and 20s, and, and how wonderful to come into that. And when you said about working at it, I've been coming to something around what work is. Yes. So work is just God awful when God's not present. You know, with God, all things are possible. With love, all things are possible. Work becomes service, and there's natural momentum in it then. But when work is, I have to do this thing, and it's too much work, and I don't want to do the work, of course it's going to stink. Of course it's going to be hard. Of course there's going to be mountains of resistance. But when work gets aligned with service, it gets aligned with your divinity, with love, with God, whatever concept works for you, and then it pulses, it flows. So that uh, when you were speaking about that work, it was just infused with you and your divinity, you and the greater, and supporting the whole. So whatever work you're doing on yourself, let it merge into, into service, into you and the divine, and the field of infinite possibilities creating for the sake of creation. So that makes you want to move. That gives you some momentum. I'm going to read a quote from Tom Watson. I didn't do my homework. I got these wonderful quotes, but I don't know who this is. This isn't like Watson from, no, that was Thomas Edison. This this is not Tom Watson. No, Watson, um, no. His name is something different because I just read his name, the one that was um, with Alexander Graham Bell. Oh, that's right, Alexander Graham Bell. Yes, and so Watson, I just read it in Baba's trip. I got this little pamphlet down there I bought at Cherry Eyre about all of Baba's trips to England. And he visited with, it talked about the Watson, but it wasn't Tom Watson. (laughs) Once again. Well, let's call on Watson, whoever he was. He could be here with the physicist. Um, But this quote from Tom Watson says, sometimes thinking too much can destroy your momentum. (laughs) So thinking, and there's nothing wrong with thinking, but if you overthink it, you can, you know, squash that 
that force, that impetus gained by a moving object, the moving body. Which really helps to explain the intention to live from the heart and then let the mind be in balance with the heart as the leader. Because then that will help you to stay in the momentum of the now and in movement and in flow. I'm feeling the value of forgetting from that point, like forgetting the mind's thoughts or the past to live in the now. There's a, a quote that says, love and forget. You know, and I love that, love and forget. You know, that, that I can feel that, that letting go of the old baggage and the perceptions because what you remember is only your limited viewpoint, the story you've told of something. But love and forget, and it propels you, propels you forward. And that is possibility and potential. For those of you who are attached to the mind, you might have, you know, how could I not think? Well, we still think. I think all the time. My mind is still active. But that's the key, is I'm not attached to anything that I think. Except for every once in a while, I get attached to something and I might ruminate over it. But actually, it's more of I let the feeling come from within and the understanding come from within. And so it's like I discover with my mind, oh, yes, this is what it is. But it comes, it's not, it doesn't come from my thinking so hard about all the details. It comes from my listening to the heart until I come to the understanding. So your mind is going to do what it's going to do. Give it some jobs. Give it the job of the observer. We talk about that a lot of times in our meditations. Um, you know, it can think. It can formulate things. The mind, it has a purpose. But just don't let it do the runaway train or down the rabbit hole where your mind gets so active that you can't pull it back to some kind of peace and contentment. And then you lose momentum from what you've come here to really experience, what you long for rather than just what you want. So to come deep into that longing place. And, and I think, Marlene, you know, when you do speak slower, I, I can feel it. And I think other people can feel it. There is that, that coming from the depth of you. Like my personality will speak faster. I mean, I have that fire in me. But when you do speak slower, and you might notice this from having listened to these podcasts, I can feel that the paradox of the strength and the softness that comes from the depth of you. And it has an immediate settling effect on my vibrational system because I recognize the truth of that. Anything that is acted upon us from the outside that you resonate with, it's because you have it within you too. It's truth meeting truth. And so when you speak like that, I, I feel that, that, that how that comes from the depth of you. And it, it's very inspiring. And it's settling and expanding at the same time. It's very beautiful. And each of you have a value, have a real unique snowflake footprint, fingerprint on how you relate to the world and how you express yourself. And it has an effect on others. And the more you connect with what you are and live your personality and wholeness, 
the more inspiring you are. I mean, this podcast isn't about how great Marlene and I are, although I will always say we're spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> it's about how spectacular we all are. That's right. That's that connection, that oneness, the unifying aspect of our nature. But that's so beautiful because it's so true. That unique aspect of who each and every one of us are unique aspects of God. So if you're a little indecisive or maybe a lot indecisive, and you agitate people because of your indecisiveness, know that that's a unique quality of God. It's not a bad thing. Or if you like to eat, it's not a bad thing. That who we are. So that softness that comes with the softness of the fat around my body, it's not a bad thing. We have to do away with the Harsh moral judgments. You know, that's been moving as we see culture changing to be able to accept things without the harsh moral judgment that we would have on things. That's a restriction that would hold us back. And what I was going to say is that's what kills momentum. <laughs> yes. If you want to know if definition of momentum killer harsh moral judgments. But we, we, we come up with those harsh moral judgments in an attempt to make sense of life from the mind and feel safe and secure, and I know what to do, and if they don't do that, and this is my place, and that's their place. But that compartmentalization, that separation, will only lead to more suffering. So if you want to change something about yourself because you want to experience yourself somewhat differently, if you don't like how you know, ambiguous you are, about things, how apathetic, that would be your choice because you want to experience something different, not because there's something wrong with how you are, for the, for the sheer sake of knowing what focus might feel like. And it, you must be focused in some aspect of your life. Some people are very focused on their ambiguity. I mean, you know, it's just they're clear that they don't know. Well, that makes me think of control. What you're getting into now is how we control ourselves. And so you're trying to control those unique aspects of your personality according to the outside world and what the outside world views. With momentum, momentum is also conserved in special relativity, which means with a modified formula and in a modified form. And that, so when I read that, in the definition, explanation of momentum, I thought of control. And then I thought of the, that, of the paradox in truth with a capital T, that the more we try to control things, the less control we really have. The less we control things, the more what we have is controlled in a momentous way. You know, in, in, in like a way of movement, I guess that would mean momentous way. Well, that then you're directing it in concert with everything that is rather than trying to put your, 
you know, your hand squashing something. There's, there's such a difference to that energy when you're part of the symphony of creation and you let others and the infinite work with you to create what it is you long for. It's so true. You, you can direct your life more potently when you're not controlling it. Isn't that fascinating? Paradox. Truth with a capital T. That's so awesome. I mean, that that takes some faith in yourself <laughs> and in the greater to let go of control, to let go of past hurts, to let go of future thinking, um, to let go of how you've known yourself to be safe and let the notion of safety just dissolve. We're all going to die anyway. We might as well just get over how safe we have to be. I mean, that's just, that's a, a truth, you know, to, to then just go for living. I want to read a quote from Holly Near. Again, another lovely woman. I didn't research who she oh, was. Well, I love Holly Near. Do you know her? I do. Oh, wonderful. She's a singer. Oh. And I wonder, there's two I get mixed up, Holly Near, and I can't remember the other one I get mixed up. But I'm not, oh, she, she was an activist type of a singer. Well, do you want to read her quote since you know her? If you have the guts to keep making mistakes, your wisdom and intelligence leap forward with huge momentum. Powerful. Isn't that amazing? And the guts to keep making mistakes. I think of our bellies with that. You know, that wiggly feeling, the butterflies, you're not quite sure how things are going to go. But if you have the guts to keep making mistakes, your wisdom and intelligence leap forward with huge momentum. Uh, think about that in your life, like the guts to keep making mistakes, whatever a mistake is, see podcast three for mistakes, but <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, because that is worth mentioning. Mistakes are just, we don't have the consequences that we thought we would have. Which isn't that part of the fun of life. I mean, if we predicted everything, <laughs> like I never, I have gone to a medium once or twice, but I've never gone to a fortune teller, you know, per se, because I didn't really want to know. I mean, it used to be from a fear-based place. Well, shit, I don't want to know that. <laughs> I don't want to be told that. I mean, isn't, you know, life horrible enough from the negative current, you know, that slant I had. But also the wonder of it. You know, I think there's times that you can consult that kind of energy and it's very useful. But to live your life by that, it takes the joy and the spontaneity and the wonder out of life. Because how could you start every day and say, oh, I am in just amazement and awe of the amazing things that are going to happen today. Delight me, universe. Let my soul and the greater delight me today. There's no real delight when you know everything so controlled. So make some mistakes. Get messy. Miss Frizzle from Magic School Bus. And create that momentum. Find other objects and people to help you move those things that you want to move that you've been in a closed system with. And you have a personal and warm welcome at all times to inner source healing. If you'd like to receive some, some loving and guided impetus acting on a body, meaning calling on some energy, a community of people that are devoted to being their whole selves with others and to create from that place is just beautiful. 
um, what places like Inner Source Healing are offering to individuals in the world right now. And we had a sound and vibrational healing night last night. And I think about this definition of momentum, the impetus gained by a moving object. To be able to receive and also to be in the, the leadership role with that is still receptive. The vibration of love and light and healing moving on my body, my mind, and the whole, and that sh- spreading to the world, it's, it's just a blessing. Talk about a wondrous event. So if you're close or even far from Inner Source, go on our website or find something close to you. Find people, therapists, yoga studios, people to go out with, games to watch, whatever it is that enlivens you and inspires you to be your full self. It's time. It's time. And it's also time for meditation. So take a few deep breaths. Feel the sensations in your body as well as you can. How's it feel in your belly? Is it quiet? Is it moving? Vibrating? Butterflies? Stillness? And breathe into your center torso. How does your breath flow? Is it tight? Is it easy? Without judgment, here's practice for you to be without moral judgment without fear. It's okay in this moment if your breathing's tight, if you have any aches and pains. Just breathe into them the love, the contentment, the peace that comes with everything is okay in this moment. To let it flow rather than hold on to it. And even those sensations will move. What sensations are you feeling in your chest, in your heart center? You may even be able to feel the beating of your heart the rhythm that isn't necessarily predictable. Variable heartbeat is a sign of health. The 
the paradox. Even existing in our body, the cells doing their thing naturally, easily. and invite them to transform into their most natural state in a trajectory of healthy rejuvenation. The sensations in your throat, in your head, the aliveness, in the movement, maybe of a swallow. sensations behind your eyes, the sensations of the vibrations of sound coming into your ears. Moving to your shoulders and relaxing your shoulders, feeling the sensations and inviting a release of shouldering of responsibility. Just let it go. Realizing res true responsibility, the ability to respond, but not with heaviness of having to own everything. Let it flow and move and let go. the sensation of your arms and your hands and your fingers the sensation of energy moving from within out into the world Flowing and moving through you and connecting to the outside world. It 
in the truest contentment possible of inside out. That you are the source of all that is coming into the world. All as it should be. in the truest sense of being. And then noticing sensations in the lower part of your body, your pelvic area, your lower belly, your anus, and the sensations of your root chakra, the energy momentum connected to the earth to your body, to being here on this human journey. Where everything is as it should be without moral judgment. Pure experience. And the sensation moving down your legs into your feet and your toes and into the earth. That holds all of the potential of experience. From birth to death. that's fueled and activated from the greater beyond the physical. The purest form of motivation, force, that supports you through your life, comes from this greater energy, accessed from head to toe and beyond.
the universe supports us in our movement, in our momentum, in the here and now. We are supported for our greatest potential, for the greatest expression of your unique being. and all of its aspects on a continuum. The universe of creation is your playground. Meet and greet all it has to offer. For love is the source of everything. Breathe in that knowing you are love. Everything is about love. And as you gently come back, give it to your mind to ponder and your mind will question all of it but just breathe into the truth as you breathe into your body to come back And let life answer all those questions that the mind brings, contemplating love. I can feel the rejuvenation in that, a life that contemplates and lives love. Even from a cellular level right now, I can feel the rejuvenation, the youngness, the youth with it. And I feel such gratitude for being able to be with you, Marlene, and with everyone in this process. What a, what a delight. Well, that sets quite a momentum. <laughs> well, and there's a quote that I want to read, too, from Tony Robbins, the self-help guru. 
And what I love about this is talks about love um, with momentum. Success comes from taking the initiative and following up, persisting, eloquently expressing the depth of your love. What simple action could you take today to produce a new momentum towards success in your life? even thinking that from the depth of your love, what simple action could you take today to produce new momentum towards success and whatever that means to you in your life? I would say you could check listening to the podcast off your list because this is powerful (laughs) action, but then something else that you can do. So with those words of wisdom... Next time, we're going to be tackling the word inherit. The word inherit. So all that ancestral, familial, and more. So join us next time for the word inherit. Am I saying that word right? Inherit. I know, it's, right? It sounds weird. I know. Well, until next time, I'm Cindy Goff McKeever. And I'm Marlene Kiesler. And we are the, the Vibrational, Vibrational Transformers, Transformers, changing lives one syllable at a time. We would like to give our deepest thanks to our angel helpers who are handling the technical and promotional aspects of this podcast. Andrea Tarka-White as our technical director, Michaela Ahern as our promotional coordinator, and Helen Bradley as our graphic designer. We'd also like to thank our families for their service to this podcast as a whole. For more information, you can check out our website, thevibrationaltransformers.com, or email us at greetings at thevibrationaltransformers.com.